So we've talked about prayer. We talked about uh, 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 the Bible, the word. We talked about community. We talked about being in devotion to God. And there's some other foundational things that we need in our relationship with God. And one thing we're talking about tonight is the reason why we sing. We're talking about basically talking about worship and worship can can cover a whole array of things. But tonight we're specifically focusing on music behind singing, the reason why we sing. And so I want you guys to be there's there's power in our praise, in our worship and these moments that we had just like a few minutes ago when Pastor Nick was trying to encourage you guys to, hey, come on, raise your voice, lift your voice. Let's be involved. The reason why we do that is because there's power behind our praise. And we're going to talk about that tonight. So we're going to take a step back we're going to go old school, actually Old Testament a little bit. If you've never heard this story, it's an encouraging one. It's a good one. I think you're going to like it. And I really like this guy's name. If you brought your Bible, we're in 2 Chronicles 20. We're going to start in verse 17. And we're going to hop like around just a little bit. And, and I'll tell you when we do that. So here we go. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 15. He's, it says this. He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat. Who likes that name? Jehoshaphat. That's a good one. Uh, Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid. I like that. Or discouraged. I like that too. Because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. That's good to know. Then we're going to jump down to verse 17. You will not have to fight this battle. Man, isn't it good when you're, when you're facing things, when you're facing temptations, when you're facing struggles in your life, what we may seem as battles that God can step in and says, and, and he can say, you will not have to fight this battle. Man, that's good to know. And then he says this, take up your positions, stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Then we're going to jump to verse 21. After consulting with the people, Jehoshaphat anointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out ahead of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. As they begin to sing praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. I love that story. Like, Jehoshaphat's men didn't even really have to go to battle. They didn't really even have to fight because God stood up and he says, I got this. I'm covering you. I'm here for you. See, whether you believe it or not in this room tonight, whether you're new here or you've been here a hundred times, we are created to worship God. Every single one of, and you may be in this room like, well, I'm not a singer. I don't sing. Like, it's not my thing. Like, I can do art. I can act. I can play a sport. I just don't sing. Here's the reality. We are all, everybody say all. All. We are all created to worship God. See, worship is a lifestyle. It's something that we do. Worship is not just something that you do, though. It's something that you are. If you are a follower of Jesus, worshiping is something that you are. See, there's many avenues to worship. And like I said earlier, um, there's a lot of different areas and things about worshiping God. But tonight, we're specifically focusing on the spiritual act of singing praises to God. 
That's what we're focusing on tonight. So what do you do when you don't know what to do? Have anybody, anybody ever been in a situation to where you like, I don't know what to do here? Like, what do you do when you don't know what to do? Maybe for you, it's in these times, like we had just a minute ago, the band's playing, the music's going, and it may be a time during the song to where it's just an instrumental moment. I want to instruct you. Let me tell you what you do in those moments. Can I tell you? So, because a lot of times we see the words on the screen, we have the singers up here, we're, they're leading the songs, we sing along, and then there's that moment, weird moment of the song where there's just instruments playing, and you're like, I don't know what's singing, like, what do I do now? Here, this is your moment right here during that part of the song. That is your free moment to speak to God whatever you want to say in that moment. Whatever you need to say in that moment. It's not, it's not like, hey, I'm just reading the words off to the screen. I'm, I'm listening to these people sing or I'm singing along with them. That moment in the song is like, that's your time to be like, yes, God, I heard what we just sang. I heard what we were just talking about. And now this is my chance to give you free praise. It's not, it's not scripted. It's not something that, that we can say on our own. This is just free. And this is just me using my own voice to give you praise, God. What do we do when we don't know what to do? Maybe for you right now, it's all this COVID stuff, coronavirus stuff. Maybe, maybe in this, these moments when we don't know what to do with racial tension or political unrest, and maybe you're, you're, like, you're sitting here as a follower of Jesus, you're saying, I really don't know what to do in this moment. I don't know what, maybe you're even thinking, I don't even know what the Christian response is right now. So, there, there are habits that you develop as you grow and as you become a stronger follower of Jesus. So what, have you, what do you do when you don't know what to do? I can tell you tonight, you, you worship. You're like, oh, but I don't know. Maybe, I, I'm not sure about that. Do I worship? When I, I, there's so many times in my life, maybe there, there's certain things going on, there's certain things taking place, and I just don't know what to do. I begin to worship. I just begin to praise God. I just begin to speak to him. And, and, and see, what you do daily becomes what you do permanently. The things that you, you do daily become permanent in your life. If you make it a habit of worship in your life, habit, uh, worship will become a permanent thing in your life. See, what you do daily determines what you become permanently. So the, the what well, so what is true worship? Is it like, is it an act of surrender? Is it a lifestyle? Is it a song? Um, or, or maybe all of the above. See, the Bible, we, we, in the Bible, we see all these kind of faith-filled leaders. If you ever read Hebrews 11, it's like the hall of fame of, of faith. And we see all these faith-filled leaders, people like Jehoshaphat, like what we just read about. And what they do is they fix their eyes on God in worship. And during Jehoshaphat's reign, there was no doubt that the people of Judah felt like they were being backed into a corner, like they were being surrounded by enemies on all sides, that people, the, the, the enemy was coming around them and, and from all sides. <clears throat> this would have been like, this would have been an, an impossible moment where, where maybe we would have said, or, or Manny would have said, we don't know what to do. What do we do? We're being attacked on all sides. There's people all around us. We're not sure what to do. There's no way out. 
But Jehoshaphat, he put his faith into action with a song of worship and thanksgiving for what he knew would make a way. And what that did, it turned out that their worshiping God served as a weapon to fight their enemies. I want you to catch this tonight, and I want you to understand this tonight, because here's tonight, though, I want to give you a little preview, a little advance of how we're going to close out tonight. We're going to actually take some time. We're going to take a few moments for us to worship, for us to give God praise. So just so you know, be prepared for that. We're going to have, take an intentional moment tonight. And, and, and I believe that tonight, the, the battles that you're facing, the things that you're facing, the things that you're going through, that I, I really strongly believe tonight, if you worship God in spirit and in truth with everything that you got tonight, you will see God fight your enemies for you. You'll see that. See, when troubles seem to be uh, unending, we can fall into grace like by taking on that posture of worship, by taking on that attitude of worship. Um, but God, his word, it makes it clear that honoring him with our lips, with our mouth, with our words, with our tongue, it, it magnifies his presence in our lives. So if it's second nature for the world to respond to turbulence with disbelief, it should be our instinct to use the weapon of worship and sing praises to God to find peace. I want you to write this down. I want you to catch this. When I worship God, I'm not reminding God of who he is. I'm reminding myself of who God is. Because a lot of times I think we're, we, we're worshiping, we're praising, we're singing these songs, and maybe you don't even think about the words that you're singing, but I think a lot of times we're singing these songs and we think that we're doing something really great. We're, we're reminding God, you're, God, don't you remember that you're pretty good? Don't you remember, God, that you've done some great things? God, you, you, you can handle this. But I think a lot of times that's maybe how we feel, but what we're really doing when we're singing these songs, when we're praising this way, what we're doing is we're reminding ourselves of who God is. The first thing I want you to catch tonight, I know I've had you write down a couple things, but really this is the first thing. Worship is an act of war. It's an act of war. And, and I've been married um, for 19 years, 18, almost 19. See, I was... Right, kind of. Um, so it is my responsibility as a husband to protect my wife, to serve my wife, to be there for my, and I remember um, when we were first married, and actually this still kind of happens. I, I told a story kind of about it not long ago. Um, but I remember when we were first married and like walking, walking uh, like through the mall and I would just be walking like, this is my wife. I'm protecting her. I'm watching out for her. And like, did that guy look at her wrong? I don't think he did. And like, you know, like your, your job as the husband is to protect. Like, did, they, did he just look at my wife funny? I don't think so. Keep walking, fella. You know, like walking around. Anyways, so one night, one night we were asleep. Kristen hears this noise and wakes me up. <sighs> Boom. Have you ever, I don't, well, Maybe one of these days you'll know this. And an elbow in the middle of the night is not a good way to be woken up or heels. But 
Uh, anyways, I get woken up. Hey, do you hear that noise? What was that? So I'm, I'm jumping out of bed to do this manly, manly duty. And I look around, and all I could find on my nightstand was a bowl that held, like, I'd put my keys in there, you know, put stuff in there, and, and I had this bowl. So I grabbed this bowl, and I am going to bowl someone to death in my house. And, and just imagine a guy walking through a house in the middle of the dark, carrying a bowl. And I'm like, I'm a guy with a bowl. And like, I, I, maybe I can't do much damage with a bowl, but I will swing a bowl. It is not a very suitable weapon for uh, protecting yourself, but I had a bowl. And, and you, you've got to know this. You have an enemy who's trying to terrorize you. Who's, who's, who's speaking into your, in, your, in your ear, who's trying to terrorize you, who's trying to hurt you, and he's not maybe even coming at you physically, but he's trying to harm your spirit. He's trying to hurt your soul. Ephesians 6, 12, it says this, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against, I wanna see that, I wanna read that again. I need you guys to hear this. Our battle, there's another version that says, our battle is not against flesh and blood but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers of this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. I want you to catch this, though. I like how the message translation, it says this. It says, there is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple hours. I'm sorry. This is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple hours. This is for keeps. A life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all of his angels. See, we are in a spiritual battle every single day. Whether you realize it or not, there, we are in a, our, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against a spiritual power. We are in a spiritual battle every single day, and worship is our weapon. That's how we go to war. That's how we battle. Why do we worship? And I want you to catch this, and I, I don't know, um, maybe if you don't know why you do something, it doesn't matter um, how good you do it. Let, actually, let me rephrase that. If you don't know why you do something, it doesn't matter how good you do it, because you'll eventually give up. Like, if there's not a purpose behind what you're doing, you may do it for a little bit, but you're like, eh, I'm, I'm, I'm giving up on this. If, if you don't know why you're singing, it doesn't matter how much you love the music if you don't know why you sing. Eventually, you'll stop singing. And I believe, and sadly, there's a lot of believers, there's a lot of Christians who have stopped singing, who have stopped raising their voices, who have stopped giving God praise, the praise that he deserves. See, in the various battles of life, we go from defeat to victory through worship. See, God will always bring you out of bondage. He'll bring you out of addiction. He'll bring you out of depression. He'll bring you out of anxiety and sickness to bring you into his presence to find freedom and peace and joy and healing. See, the enemy, he is constantly trying to terrorize us. He is constantly at us. 
He's constantly to, to trying to get us, and, and we can't just play defense. Anybody, you guys play sports, and you know someone who only plays defense? Rarely, because everyone wants to play offense nowadays, but especially NBA. But anyways, I digress. So, but you have those people who only want to play defense, and, but, but I want to encourage you to play offense and use this weapon of worship, because a lot of times we just wait for things to happen. We just wait for things to come to us. We're just waiting for someone to come at us. But, but we need to be aggressive and we need to be on the offensive. And our worship is our weapon. With worship, we can go from victory to victory and thrive in our lives. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the word. We talked about the Bible. We talked about the word of God. And the Bible is described as a sword. And if the word of God is a sword then worship is how you swing it. This is how you go into battle. Worship is how you swing your sword. It's how you wage war. It's how you fight back. And so listen, you don't even have to be a good singer. I'm not. I'll admit right away. But God does ask us to raise his voice to him. And singing and worship is an act of war. And before I know it, when I'm singing, I'm really good at singing in the car. That's like, that's my place. That's my concert hall right there. But when I begin to sing, when I begin to give God praise, I can hear God begin to speak to me in worship. I can feel his presence when I worship. The second thing I want you to catch is this. The devil's full of lies, but Jesus is full of truth. See, the enemy, his native tongue is lies. His native tongue is lies, and with it, he tries to bring up your past. He tries to bring up things that you've done. He tries to bring up your mess-ups and mistakes, and, it's that, and he tries to get you to forfeit your worship. And, and I've got to be honest, the, the enemy, he is consistently and constantly at work trying to feed us lies. To tell you the truth tonight, some lies that he tells me, he tries to tell me I'm not good enough. He tries to tell me that I should just quit sometimes. The enemy tries to tell me that I'm not a good husband or that I'm not a good dad or that I'm not a good pastor. He's constantly telling lies. He's telling me that students aren't going to show up. He's telling me your ministry is not effective. He's constantly telling lies. You should just give up. Terrorizing, attacking, coming at us as believers. But though, when I begin to raise my voice, when I begin to lift my hands, when I begin to give God praise and lift my heart in worship, and, and with, the vo- with my voice, the enemy's voice and his lies are drowned out. And now all I can hear and all I can feel and all I can experience is the love and the power of God surrounding me. And it's overwhelming and it's a feeling that brings me peace and joy and hope and it sets my spirit right. See, we can be people who can just sit around and listen to the lies, feel like we're not good enough. We can't do things. We can't accomplish things. We could never do this. But that's what the enemy's trying to tell you. We can't listen to those lies. We got to begin to drown out those lies with our worship. He knows that in worship, um, because God is perfect, 
you can remind yourself of God's goodness every single time. And, and as our songs and as our praise goes up to the Lord, the devil, he gets reminded of his ultimate defeat. See, the devil, he whispers lies. So what you, he wants to do is he wants to make it to where you can't distinguish from right from wrong. And he tries to steal your worship. And every time you worship, what you're doing is you're reminding the devil of what he lost. See, the devil, he loves to remind me of my past. But when we worship, we're reminding the devil of what he lost. I don't know if you know this or not, or maybe you realize this or not. The devil used to be the main worship leader in heaven. He was the main worship leader in heaven. So he absolutely hates it when we worship. He hates it when we worship because when we worship, we're reminding the devil of what he lost. And I want you to catch this. When we raise our voice in song to God, he silences the voice of the enemy. I've seen it so many times in my life. I've experienced it so many times in my life. There'll be challenges, but who, who will be left standing when the battle's over? See, we, when we decide to worship in the middle of our worry, we remind ourselves that the devil has been defeated. He's been defeated, and God loves us so much that he's delivered us from our hardships. And, and so when the devil attacks, we've already got the greatest weapon in our arsenal, and that's worship. We've already, we're already set. We've already got our weapons. So, so maybe what we could do is do our very best and like I said this a couple of weeks ago, we can't even begin to exaggerate God's goodness. We can't even begin to exaggerate God's greatness. And that's how we need to live. And that's what we need to do. God, you're amazing. You're, you're far beyond anyone and everything. God, you're so good. And as we begin to praise God and build him up, our issues and our problems and the things we're going through seem a whole lot smaller. When we sing out to God, we get to see how powerful he is and, and, and magnify his name. And when we draw near to God, God draws near to us. And we can delight and we can live in God and God delights in us. And we can, our, our praise can be met with peace in our worship. When we worship, we can watch our enemies flee. Remind yourself of who God is in your life by, by diving deeper. Maybe you have a favorite worship song. Match up the song lyrics with scripture during your quiet time. Whatever you need to do, give God the praise that he deserves. But what I want to do for just a moment is I want to bring us back for, for just a moment to Jehoshaphat. We've been talking about Jehoshaphat. And, and so Jehoshaphat, he was a young leader. And he was a leader of these people. And, and what he was doing, he was facing a battle. And, and he actually... He, he probably felt about similar to how we feel in 2020, overwhelmed. There's a lot going on. There's a lot we're facing. There's a battle that we're facing. And, but, but I want you to see what it says, and, and I want you to look at what it happens here in the text. This actually takes place before what we read earlier. It's in 2 Chronicles 20:12. This was Jehoshaphat's prayer. This is what he had to say. <clears throat> says this, verse 12, O our God. Because if you remember, they're, they're being attacked by the enemy. There's people coming around them. They're being attacked. And he says, oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that's about to attack us. We don't know what to do, but we're looking for you to help. We're looking to you for help. 
What do you do when you don't know what to do? What do you do when you don't know what to do? Josephat, he was in the same predicament as a lot of us are. There's an enemy out there waiting to attack us. Maybe right now you're in this room and you're feeling some temptation. You're feeling some things from the enemy. And maybe right here in this moment to attack us, to steal from us, to kill us. And, and I don't know, I don't know what to do, God, but I'm looking to you. And then this very next part, he gets this word to God, word from God. And it's in part of what we read tonight. It says this, do not be afraid or discouraged. Stand firm. The battle is not yours, but it's the Lord's. Then this really cool part, Jehoshaphat, he takes his people to war. They step out and they go to war. And you know how earlier we talked about how our, our worship is a weapon? He takes his, and, and instead of when he went to war, instead of putting his, his warriors, instead of putting the archers, instead of putting the guys with the swords right out there on the front lines, instead of the fighters, instead of them, he instructs his men to sing praises to God. How can everyone stand with me? They, they began worshiping. And they begin to sing. And the enemies in that moment, rather than attacking them, they start to attack each other. And they defeat each other. Jehoshaphat's people are surrounded by the enemy. Like a lot of us are surrounded right now. We may seem and we may feel surrounded right now. But when Jehoshaphat's people, his warriors, instead of coming at him with weapons... They came at him with praise. Same thing with us. And when we become at our problems, when we, when we face our temptations with praise, God wins every time. And they turned and they attacked each other. I want you to know this. Your praise is a problem for your problem. Your praise is a problem for your problem. You, you got to know, and maybe you do this, when... <clears throat> <clears throat> and I was thinking about this a while ago. Okay, they missed to sing a really good song. Like, what were the lyrics they were singing? What were the lines that they were singing? What were the bars they were singing? I don't know if you guys, any of you guys play sports, but like, maybe some of you guys, like, this is my pump-up song. This gets me pumped up. This is my jam. Like, I could play this song, and then I go out and battle. What was the song Jehoshaphat's men were singing? What was their pump-up song? It was simple, and it was unexpected, and it was two lines. The bars they sang were, give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. I don't know about you. <clears throat> That's not really a pump-up song. But I think, though, when you realize how powerful and how good and how strong and how real and how true just those two lines are, you're like, I can face anyone. I can face anything. I'm going to give thanks to the Lord because his love outlasts, it outpowers, it outstrengthens, it outmaneuvers, it outchanges anyone and everything that I could face. 